Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome to the Phoenix Sports Podcast. This is the first time I've ever hosting this. It's kind of cool. Uh, I'm with Shane, Leah, and Espo. We're doing a 2021 year in review. Uh, and as you know, we are, we are presented by... Can we really by, applaud the, the 2021? And, and as you know, we're presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, which is America's number one sportsbook app. So make sure you download it. Using promo code PHNX, you can uh, just put $1 down on any NFL team to score and you'll get $100 in free bets. Yeah, 2021. Fun, fun, fun time. Uh, part two. And I know, you know, no, I know Espo tried to crap all over it already, but yeah, we should celebrate because we had three major teams get all the way to their championship games of their respective leagues, which is probably more than any other calendar year that I can recall. Okay, if we're talking purely sports, yes, we should celebrate. Oh, Jesus. Well, you said 2020 this is the sports podcast. podcast. <laughs> I mean, Jesus. I don't know what episode you thought you were coming this, on to. Uh, but this, My life didn't get good until September when we started this thing. Oh, man, no, I'm sorry, wife and kid at home. I guess, <laughs> oh I guess it was miserable. <laughs> they would have done with me constantly, so it yeah. was. Well, before we, before we get to our first uh you know our first uh athlete of the year if you could give me one thing about 2021 that you did like as well i know it's gonna be hard um <laughs> what would that be shane uh just the i went to a finals game i went to the western uh, western Conference finals game just the atmosphere and how much this city embraces i want i don't want to say a winning team because that sounds fair weather but just the the, the valley sports because it wasn't like like i've seen i've been to i've been to fenway i've been to like a bunch of different sports cities and gone to those, but it, it was so special to not only see your own city representing, but also the way they did it. It, it felt different. And um, it, they Phoenix sports fans are just very nice. And I really, I really enjoyed the atmosphere that they brought. So I'd say just how this city came together during such a hard couple years, but, a really special couple years for this uh, for the sports. Awesome, games. yeah. Let's keep these comments to 30, to 30 seconds to a minute, like we had previously discussed. <laughs> it's all fifty five. The seconds. show notes were important. Fifty five seconds. <laughs> Go ahead, Leah. Just my highlight of twenty twenty one. Yeah, whatever it was. Um, yeah. When you called me on the phone and said we're launching a sports <laughs> network, do you want to be a part of it? Well, that's pretty cool. There was my ten seconds or less. Oh, that's that's fantastic. <laughs> she had to make up for Shane's two minutes. Yeah. That was fifty five <laughs> seconds. <laughs> How about you, Espo? Would you like me to? Uh, yes. Uh, I, it's it's between two, but I th I think the one that stands out most is is my family and a few friends going in together to buy me a ticket to the finals. You know, it was astronomical. I mean, they spent way too much to get me in, 
in that building for for game two but it meant the world to me that they uh that they went out and, and did that for me i made what was already a special moment in terms of of sports here in town that much more uh impactful for me so yeah i mean those are all great things and and leah i i normally in, a, in any other year i would agree with with what you said about launching this tremendous uh company um but personally obviously i got married a couple of weeks ago and that was pretty epic um so uh and, and I, i'm not sugarcoating it it was pretty epic at disney world so uh that's what my major takeaway from 2021 was uh despite the fact that my wedding was epic. Another team that was not so epic this year was the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, and we will bring in Derek Montia. He is the one that is in charge of our D-backs podcast. Derek, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Saul, by the way, your wedding was my favorite moment of 2021. <laughs> Thank you. I will, I will make sure to pass on the word. Uh, Derek, who was the one standout in 2021 in your eyes for the D-backs? Well, it, it's hard. There were moments, but there were inconsistencies across the board with this team. It's why they ended up uh, in the position they were in. Uh, I, I wanted to give an honorable mention to Merrill Kelly, even though his numbers don't reflect it. He was consistently solid for this team uh, throughout the season. But uh, the, the best player on this team, best athlete on this team this year, uh, like it, like he has been in the past, is Cattell Marte. Uh, Cattell started in only 90 games, so barely barely played half of the games this season. But you know, he still hit 318, which is what he does every season. He's going to hit 320 uh, and still came through with the you know best offensive numbers on the team. Struggled to stay healthy with his hamstring injuries throughout the season, um, but still just an incredibly consistent player that, uh, you know, is is kind of left to not have the great numbers he could have because he's not exactly surrounded by a great team. Also, the injuries really killed his season as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the in, I mean, the injuries killed uh, a lot of seasons for a lot of players on the D-backs this season, unfortunately. And Cattell <laughs> Marte obviously struggling for them. Derek, thank you so much for joining us and and spreading no problem, the, the the good cheer today. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go back into the witness protection program. Yeah, yeah. Avoid yeah, yeah. into yeah. the dark. We're hoping he's not kidnapped. We show. did not kidnap him, so I thought that was just I a promise. Deep I'm dark okay. Depression that uh, <laughs> Diamondbacks fans. Were. Yeah, that's the outlook. Hello, darkness, my Emily's old friend. <laughs> Thanks, Derek. Bye, Mayor. All <laughs> right. Well, the mayor of PHNX, the self-proclaimed mayor of PHNX, <laughs> I should say, uh, joining us there. Uh, and yeah, you know, we could we could sit here and, and dwell on the negative, but I am glad that we were able to point out some of the positives. And we do actually have another positive coming up here soon. Um, but before we get to our U of A guy, uh, we're going to talk about we're going to have a list of uh, we're going to unroll un, or unveil, I should say. Uh, <laughs> it's a really long. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna unveil. Shane, hand me the scroll. We're going <laughs> to unveil the top five moments for Phoenix sports fan or Arizona sports fans this year. And we're going to start with number five, Phil Mickelson. Biggest moment of a legendary career. Phil defeats father time. Uh, Phil Mickelson winning the PGA Championship this year uh, for ASU peeps. Obviously, he's a he's a homer, but uh, Phil Mickelson defeating Father Time, as as Jim Nance said, and pretty as, cool moment. As we all know, Father Time, the best PGA golfer right now. <laughs> so uh, a big victory for Phil. Phil's just so cool. Like uh, everything he does, the the him being left handed makes the game so much more fun because he can do <laughs> weird things and. 
<laughs> he turns the club around, gets out of crazy situations. I think the most fun part is how he shoots himself into these situations, though. You know, he'll yeah. he'll have an awful drive, go off right, and he'll say a couple expletives and then make a miraculous shot to get right back in. I I love everything about Phil, and it was really cool to see. Yeah, absolutely. His his, his online game too. Uh, he is one of the funniest guys. Yeah. Oh yeah. That some of his videos and and things. I mean that I liked Phil before, but he has become even a bigger star in my mind because of some of that stuff. It is the beauty of social media yes. is it, that well that is the uh, aspect of social media that is beautiful is that you get to see more about these players and mm-hmm. off off the field or you know off the court or whatever, and it's and it's pretty awesome. So um, let's bring in Mike Luke for our Arizona. He's uh, he's the host of our AZ Wildcats podcast. Mike, what's cracking, buddy? What's going on, guys? Been listening to, and uh, I see the Phil Mickelson love. It's all right. There you go. Well, <laughs> ASU. We're going to give you a chance to to share some some love and give us your Arizona Wildcats Player of the Year. You know, it's funny when you messaged me yesterday. I was thinking, and I'm like, who is it? And then it took me about five minutes, and I'm like, it's Ari McDonald. And Ari McDonald really, I think, is the uh, she was really the centerpiece of turning Arizona women's basketball into a national brand again. And I think that that's what's exciting for people down in Tucson is that you're used to having this, you know, having this, uh, you know, this a juggernaut men's basketball entity. But let's be honest here, over the last couple of years, it's really been the women's basketball team that has taken the cake here. And she's the main reason why, because she was the best player in the country last year. I know that she didn't win that award, but, you know, watching it, she certainly appeared to be the best player. And she was able to, she was the one that was able to push Arizona, the program from being good into being a top 10 program. And they haven't looked back since. I mean, you can't really speak enough, highly enough of how she's done for this program. I mean, they're the number four team in the country this year. As we wrap up 2021, they feel like they haven't played for like a month because of COVID. (laughs) Um, But uh, nonetheless, Ari McDonald, and her emergence as one of the best players in the country and then subsequent number three draft pick uh, in Atlanta. Uh, one of the bigger stories this this year. Yeah, I think Adia Barnes obviously deserves a tip of the hat as well for what she's been able to to do with that program down in Tucson. But that was a hell of a moment. I, I You know, I, you saw a lot of people not only in Tucson but up here in the Valley embrace that run and really have fun with it. And they came so damn close to to cutting the nets down too. It was it was a heck of a run. Man. Yeah, I, as a ASU guy, I still had so much fun watching that Final Four. Um, and it, that team just played with so much swagger and emotion. I, I was, that was one of my favorite women's college basketball moments by far. Leah, you're a U of A grad, yes, I am. and uh, I know you were there during the dark days of women's basketball. <laughs> yes. uh, what were your thoughts overall? It was just so great to to as a U of A alum to have a team have that level of success, and like you have all said, j- just have everyone rally behind the team. And I've never, you know, watched a women's basketball game as closely as I did to that final game, and just to see all the love. On on social media like just to see women's sports have success like that was really awesome for me yeah absolutely and i think and i think that's what's kind of transcended about it to pick up on leah's port point there is that you know arizona women's basketball is a big thing in this town now i mean you go and there's eight thousand ten thousand people there i know things are a little bit different now because of covid but that program with Adia Barnes and Ari McDonald spearheading it has certainly captured the imagination of the city and they haven't looked back since then. So to me, after I thought about it, I'm like, 
it's Ari McDonald. And then there's basically everybody else from an athletic perspective. Absolutely. Well, Mike, we appreciate your time and sharing the love for U of A and, and Tucson in general and uh, and and really passing on everything about Ari McDonald because she was, by and large, I would say she was probably one of the top figures in, in Arizona sports this year, just in total, not just the U of A as well. Nobody did more for back in the A this past year, that's for sure. <laughs> Are we still back in the A, Mike? Oh, yeah, we're always back in the A. We're always back in the A here. <laughs> I, I was out last week and I back to the A on accident. <laughs> Jane, I appreciate it. It's contagious, my man. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. All right, appreciate you guys. All right, that's Mike Luke. He's the host of the AZ Wildcats podcast, so if you get a chance, please subscribe there. Uh, but overall, I mean, that that run was was spectacular. So and before we get to the Cardinals, you know, let's just kind of recap a little bit about, you know, PHNX in, 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 in general. I know the, the, the name PHNX probably lends itself to Phoenix. Yep. And you think maybe it's just Phoenix only, but we're not. We're Arizona. We just use these as kind of like a call sign, uh, as, and, you know, to try and bring you in. And so Tucson being a vital part of what we do here as well, I mean, Mike's done a tremendous job mm. with that podcast in general. He's had tons of uh, interviews, athletes, coaches come on to the show. I love his show. Pretty fantastic, yeah. The one thing that I don't understand about uh, Arizona college fans is not backing the pack. And so when U of A was making that run, even though it was Stanford in the Final Four, right? Mm -hmm. They played. It, it, whoever was winning that game, I was going to cheer for in the natty. And some people wanted U of A to lose after that uh, as, as an ASU fan. I just don't understand that. Like, I was so bought in to this U of A team. Maybe it's because I liked how they play. But you want the pack to win. I, that's what yeah, I never you know, got. You know, I, th I think there's a, there's a healthy mix of that, yeah. right? But I would agree. Like, for instance, earlier this year when ASU was on a good roll, mm -hmm. I was sitting there thinking – Please, 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 please do something and and actually come, you know, actually reach your expectations and go to the Rose Bowl. Or more importantly, I, I don't think the Rose Bowl, I would have cheered for them. But mm -hmm. I would say if they got to the college football playoff, yeah, I sure. absolutely would have yeah, because I want to see these local teams succeed. Exactly. They just can't succeed against my school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. At, a certain, at a certain point, you have to let the rivalry go in, in that kind of a case. When it's a national championship on the line and – your team really wasn't in in the way of uh, of that school. I think you let it go for and sure. Except, hey, you know what? This is fun. This is good for for everybody in Arizona and, and Arizona athletics. So uh, so cheer for them. You know. Yeah, I 100% agree. And I think also just, again, as a U of A alum, like just to see success, the last time I felt that same level of excitement was my freshman year when the men's basketball team made it to the Elite Eight. <sighs> And I'll never forgive Frank Kaminsky. I know you love yeah. him, Espo, but yeah, still hurts. that you know. So just to feel that same joy, it's just incredible. Like you know, we're all Arizona sports fans, but when your college team, like where you went to school, like that's in that's with you forever. Mm -hmm. You can move to different cities and adopt different teams, but your college team is forever. And I I think it's fantastic. One of the things that uh, you know I always tease Espo about because he's has a tendency to to dwell on you know he, he has ptsd right from arizona sports of the past yeah. <laughs> and so like sometimes you know like when things don't look as great as they could it's like the sky's falling sometimes mm -hmm. and and i think every all of us kind of experience that from time to time and it's always good to remind yourself like hey when the going is going good 
or when the getting is going good or whatever. <laughs> whatever. Um, you know what I mean. Tried, tried, so. when, the going's, when, when the going gets good? When the going gets tough, the tough get going. There you go. Okay. Well, anyway. I don't think that's what When things are looking up. up. When things are looking up, <laughs> let's, let's, let's embrace that. Yeah. Let's enjoy yeah. the moment. Exactly. You know, I always say put a little relish on your hot dog. Uh, my, because my hot dog is it. without relish, without ketchup. Four championship chances this year. <laughs> oh, for four. That's hey, all I'm saying. I, it only takes one. We we just like to embrace <laughs> Greg. The game is over in the first first quarter. Esposito. <laughs> yes, yes. This, this is, is very true. It's good. sixteen yeah. to twelve. It's going to be a long. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, a team that's kind of been the epitome of both. I would say they've started off fantastic at seven and zero, and of late maybe struggled a little bit. Is the Arizona Cardinals, and we're bringing in Johnny Venerable oh. to talk about the Arizona <laughs> Cardinals. That's Shane's favorite guy. What's up, Johnny? What's up? Folks, thanks for having me on. I'm going to say gentlemen, but Leah's on the show giving it some class. So thanks for having me on. <laughs> yeah, of course. Well, Johnny, uh, you know, we could we could go a myriad of different ways in terms of your player of the year for the Cardinals. But who did you choose? Yeah, I mean, if you were to ask me before the season, I, I would have wanted to come on here and say Kyler Murray. Because that means that I think that they're a Super Bowl contender. Right now they're not. And that's in part because Kyler Murray is not playing great football. So unfortunately, I can't say Kyler Murray. I would want to. I can't. Um, the best player on this team from start to finish is safety, Buda Baker. And that's not because also he's probably their best overall player leading into this season. I mean, he's got four Pro Bowls in five years. He was an All-Pro last year. He's going to be an All-Pro this year. But man, you just you watch that Sunday night game against Indianapolis, and he is one of few players, no matter if it's a primetime game, uh, a 10 o'clock kickoff, he is ready to instill pain on the other team, and he is ready to perform at the highest of standards. And that's why I think we all love him, right? Because at the end of the day, even against you know the Detroits of the world and their, their recent losses, their stretch of not great football, Buda Baker, number three, has been there performing. I mean, he has sacked Saturday night. He's got an interception this year. Um, he's top 10 in the team in tackles. The secondary in my opinion, is one of the biggest surprises of this year in terms of how they played. And even with, you know, losses of Robert Alford and now Marco Wilson, I still have confidence in that unit because of Buda Baker. He is somebody, he's carried the baton, so to speak, of the great safeties that we've had don the red and white, of course, with Adrian Wilson. And now Buda is that next in line. Tyron Matthew mixed in there. I just, I think to me, when people think of this franchise, of course they think Kyler Murray first, but I mean Buda Baker has a chance to to be a Hall of Fame player in the long term. Well, yeah, I mean, he's not wrong about that. That's for sure. And and I agree with the consistency aspect of this. And I think that's what you were alluding to, is just Kyler's been inconsistent. And, you know, they yeah. they have huge games coming up this week against the the Cowboys. And as we know, they have clinched a playoff spot. So you never know what could change in the playoffs. Espo, you had talked about, you know, you actually made the post on our social about when they did clinch the playoff spot about, you know, all it all, all it takes is getting in a reminder of the 2008 team. Um, you know, what are your thoughts about the Cardinals chances as we move forward? Well, look, I mean, that 2008 team was called the worst team to ever make the playoffs. Mm -hmm. uh, they had gotten their asses handed to them in New England uh, towards the end of the year. They slid backwards kind of into a playoff spot like this team, and they found a way to uh, have that magical run. Now, they had games at home. I don't know that this Cardinals team is going to find their way into 
into home games, but there's talent there, and it's just going to take them finding that confidence again. And I said it last night to Johnny on the Cardinals show. If they hadn't lost that Detroit game, things don't look this bad. Detroit's why this mm-hmm. looks as awful as it did because yeah. it felt like the same old Cardinals. So I still think there's a lot of a lot of opportunity here. I agree that Buddha's the player of the year. Uh, maybe an Andy Lee. I mean, I didn't know holding was as important as it was until <laughs> we saw the Colts game. Uh, but uh, but look, if they get right in Dallas this weekend. Everybody's gonna be singing a different tune. Leah, you know, you you host the Coyotes podcast. Obviously, winning is not a very big factor over there. When you watch the Cardinals and you see their demeanor, how's it different from what the Coyotes are going through? I think the Coyotes expected this and to see the Cardinals go through what they're going through, it's like a huge disappointment to the fans because coyotes it's like the bar is on the floor so anything above that is great but for the cardinals the way they started off the season the bar was high and how they've been performing the last few weeks has been not up to the standard of um, cardinals fans so honestly it might be a little bit easier to be a coyotes fan right now which is crazy to say Um, but i just think there's a little bit more hope right now um, for Coyotes fans versus Cardinals fans. And I think, you know, maybe I don't know what's going on in the Cardinals locker room, but, you know, they just have to kind of regroup and get back to whatever they were doing early on in the season. Johnny, before we let you go, yes or no, the Cardinals will win or at least cover the spread in Dallas this weekend. Uh, I mean, I don't I don't think they're going to do either. Uh, <laughs> I, I want them to. Uh, I told Shane on bets just a little bit ago, I would, I would hammer five and a half for Dallas right now. Just a plethora of weapons. I got to see it to believe it with this team right now. I want to be pleasantly surprised while cheers and I are in Dallas for that game. I want, we all want them to play well, but I also can't, you know, hide the fact that this team has let us down each of the past three weeks and just kind of to go full circle here with Buda Baker. So we've talked about it before, like this Cardinal team, they don't have enough dogs on the team. I hate the term swagger, but like that's missing right now. And until they get that back and it starts with number one in their head coach until that returns and you can count on upwards of, you know, 10 to 20 players on the roster to roll into a stadium and expect to win. They just, to me, look like a very soft finesse team right now. doesn't mean it has to stay that way. But, but man, after what Dallas just did to Washington last weekend, I don't know how you pick against them. Absolutely. Johnny, thank you so much for your insight and uh, for uh, joining us today. Bye, you little sneaker. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Check us out, PHNX Cardinals Live, this afternoon, 3 p.m. <laughs> Johnny, the ultimate salesman, uh, always plugging in the show, which is great stuff. Uh, also, host of our bet show, along with Shane right co-host. here and uh, <laughs> my bad co-host my bad, co-host uh and speaking of which football fans i'm sure we all love an action-packed high-scoring nfl game but with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nfl you'll be able once uh you'll be a winner once a single point scored new customers who bet just one dollar on any team to score uh, can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also get skin in the game with the new same-game parlays. 
<clears throat> so download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use promo code PHNX, bet $1 on any team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code PHNX this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. And as a reminder, 21 and over, Arizona only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Whew. All right. Well, that's a lot. Also, nine innings is a lot. Let's go to our number four highlight of the year. One Mr. Tyler Gilbert throwing it. Center field. Marte. Yeah. It's a no-hitter. Pretty cool moment for a team that really struggled this year. Uh, you love to see it, right? Sounded like there was some crowd there. <laughs> there was a crowd there, right? That was pumped in. Uh, yeah. Yeah, COVID. <laughs> I mean, it was still a pretty cool moment for a team for that, sure. that was desperate for a cool moment, for sure. I, I do love that we found the 4 by 3 video of it, too. That's always impressive when you get the black bar. So yeah. I'm glad we yeah. had that. Hey. Uh, look, we have again, once again, Espo. <laughs> is always the Always bringing the positivity. Always. Great no-hitter, a feat that nobody accomplishes. But however... <laughs> Do you see the black bars? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Honestly, it was the D-backs. It was the one bright spot that they had this year, uh, and it was a hell of a one. I mean, technically they had two no-hitters, but MLB is so screwed up that if you pitched an entire game and it was a no-hitter, but it was only seven innings, somehow it's not a no-hitter. Fucking baseball. But uh, – <laughs> <laughs> but this was a no hitter, and it was spectacular. So it was it, it deserved to be in the top five. I mean, I, I, no hitter still a no hitter. Yeah, I, I agree with you. But it is seven innings, and I mean, most of the time when we see no hitters get broken up, it's, it's always the eighth or the ninth inning. It's, so he it's couldn't like, pitch the eighth <laughs> or the ninth. There was no eighth or ninth. Just saying. Oh God, stupid fucking baby. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Tyler Gilbert, congratulations on your feet. That was a pretty cool that moment this second. year. Um, and we might as well go right back to you, uh, Espo. We, you would not only have one, but you have two uh, athletes of yeah, the year that you have I, to pick for the Suns and the Mercury. I break the rules when I when I show up. So <laughs> look, for the Suns, it's a no brainer. There's there's one name that when you look at how that team transformed and what they did. It, it, if you're looking on the court, it's one guy, and it's Chris Paul. Chris Paul deserves all the praise for uh, what the Suns did. He was an all-star, had you know fantastic stats for his age at 36, wound up leading them to the finals, and you saw his impact on DeAndre Ayton, on Devin Booker, on the mentality of this entire team. They don't make the finals if Chris Paul doesn't go, you know what, I want to go play in Phoenix, because that's the other thing. He made the choice. He told OKC, this is where I want to go because Sam Presti there had enough respect for him that he said, I'm going to deal you to somewhere you want to play. And Chris Paul, one of the greatest point guards of all time. Words. I was going to say point gods of all time. Our gods. One of the best songs we have here. Point God is an awesome God. But uh, when you look at it, you, there's no denying that he was the reason that they uh, that they had that dramatic shift franchise wise. Yes, Monty Williams, James <clears> Jones, <throat> Devin Booker, you know, all have massive impacts. But Chris Paul comes and it shifts the mindset. It shifts the respect around the league, and they found a way to get all the way to the finals and and come very close to winning it all. So Chris Paul is definitely the uh, the man this year. And on the Mercury side. 
you know, a lot of love goes to DT, but I think the unsung hero for this team and has been for a while now is Brittany Griner, mm-hmm. the most big dominant big woman in in the league. <laughs> you say the most biggest woman ever, the biggest which woman is ever not a lie. She's, most pretty, dominant, she's pretty tall. Uh, the most dominant center. Uh, or power forward in league history. She does things that no other woman has accomplished in the league. Uh, she had uh, huge stats this year. She wins a gold medal with Team USA. She helps lead the Mercury to the finals after uh, after nobody really expected them to get there, and they had a hard road uh, to get there. It, they also looked like they were going to win it and had a little bit of a backslide, but she was spectacular. And again, I don't think she gets the the attention or praise that she deserves because she is one of the best of all time that league's ever seen and, and is the only, the, the only woman that has really brought that next level excitement with those dunks early on in her career that we hadn't seen Mm -hmm. that brought a different kind of fan to the game uh, with all that. So I, I can't say enough good things about Brittany Griner. I mean, the thing that people forget about is that Brittany Griner didn't even play last year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She 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 participated in the bubble for a short period of time, but then she left and she didn't come back. So the Mercury did everything without her last year. So to take basically a year off <clears throat> and then come back, and she was such a vital part of that team. A lot of those games in the playoffs were they were in those games because she had kept them in them in the first half or through three quarters, and then DT and Skyler would would do their thing, or Sophie Cunningham, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we can't forget about her. She had a phenomenal first game. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's, that's terrific. So we go from one end of the, of the pendulum and reaching success. And I'm sorry, Leah, but now we're going to the other it's end okay. of the pendulum. okay. We have a great attitude. <laughs> this is true. Probably one of the best attitudes for any team <laughs> in this building, for sure. I can't wait for the the bar is the floor shirt. That we're yes, the bar is the floor. The, the bar yes. is the floor. The bar is the floor. The bar is the floor. Bar down. Bar down. There you go. Bar down. There you go. Leah, you're the Coyotes host. You've been watching this team all season long and (laughs) really even last season as well. So this is a 2021 uh, category, not just 2021-22 season. So who is your Coyote? So this one was hard because if you looked at just last season, it would have been one person. If you looked at this season, it would be another. But looking at the, the calendar year as a whole, the player who led the team in points was Phil Kessel, actually, which is ironic because he's probably not going to end this season as a Coyote, but he has been one all of 2021. Um, so Phil Kessel is, for me, the Coyotes player of the year, led the team this in the calendar year 2021 with 64 I feel like points. that's going to be a little controversial, yeah? Yeah, it will. <laughs> it's fine. Um, but another okay. but another <clears throat> cool thing about Phil Kessel is he's third in the NHL all-time for Ironman streak. Mm-hmm. So he has played, I think, 930 consecutive games in the NHL. That's which, the scariest streak Which ever. is insane, and I think that's worth noting too. But it is funny because when I thought about this, I conferred with Craig and Petey because I t- tried to get their two cents. Craig actually said he thinks Connor Garland would be the Coyotes player of the year, which is funny because he's not even on the yeah. team this year. But I think that's a good point, And that would be like my runner up probably because when he was traded, that trade hit the Coyotes fans the hardest. I mean, the Coyotes traded away their captain this year and that did not yeah. Hit no, Coyotes fans yeah. as hard as Connor Garland getting traded. So because Connor, Connor Garland actually does something on the ice. He yeah. tries so hard. Too. Yeah, tries yeah. hard. Loves the game. Um, but he, but yeah. So he 
made an impact on the stat sheet. He made an impact in, in the team's emotions and for connected well with fans. So statistically, Phil Kessel was the best player. Um, but looking from an emotional perspective, you can make the argument for uh, Connor Garland. Connor Garland is like the not from leadership aspect, but from just pure annoyance, the Chris Paul of this team. The last <laughs> year he was. He was always getting hit the hardest because of how much he'd pissed the other players off. And him being traded was like your favorite restaurant canceling your favorite food item. Like I was so mad at the Coyotes. I didn't want to watch hockey for a while, but now it's just so funny to watch and I have a new play- favorite player. Phil Kessel, deserves, Phil Kessel deserves some props, too, for the maternity photo shoot. Yes. Well, <laughs> How about when he sold his house in Pittsburgh with, like, the single seat in the movie theater room, <laughs> the giant movie uh, theater room? So, yeah, he's, he's a character. He's a character. He, he is a character. I wish he would talk a little bit more. He yeah. doesn't really like to talk to the media so much. But, you know, DT likes to talk to the media mm-hmm. a lot. You got her on your shirt. That's yeah, a pretty yeah, dope yeah. shirt. Greatest of all time. And that leads us to our number three uh, highlight of the year, Diana Taurasi in Game Five of the Western Co- or of the Conference Semifinals. Taurasi a three for the lead. You bet. Diana Taurasi delivering on both ends. She's so fucking cool. <laughs> I mean, there, there is nothing better than when DT's on and yeah. she's fired up. Oh yeah. Like there is no athlete. I, I don't care across the spectrum of athletes that have ever played here. That that it's quite like that. Diane. If you're watching this at any point in time, you're always more than welcome to come to our show. <laughs> we will even have replacement doors for you, just in case you want to kick another one. <laughs> <laughs> the and not only that shot, but her performance in the finals, um, and just the, the entire playoffs in general. When she'd get hot, it. Uh, she it's, was, nothing's more fun to watch than she's that. She's 36. She I dropped know. 39 points. She had her career high in the playoffs when she was 36 years old. That's mm-hmm. insane. And the best part about that is she dropped that that three, sent the aces packing, and then flew home right away to watch the birth of their daughter uh, that that very that next night at like two yeah. or three o'clock in the morning, and then got had to get ready to go just a day later. To play in game one of the WNBA finals, the which game interview, I'm coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so good, just so, so good. awesome. So, um, yeah, I mean, DT is fantastic. I'm a U of A guy, but listen, I, I I'm biased to the ASU. Uh, you know, the success that they have because their success is your success. Are Shane. you patronizing me? I am not. <laughs> so, who is your Sun Devil of the year? Because there's a lot to choose from. You're talking about women's and men's golf that that reached a pretty high mm-hmm. point. Football, uh, you know, they had up and down seasons, but individual guys had some pretty fantastic, um, you know, numbers. Basketball, yeah, um, you know, women's basketball made the tournament. You know, mm-hmm. so who is the one that you picked? It, to me, there's no person that impacted their team more individually than three. It's Rashad White. He, the amount of times this man. <laughs> bailed ASU out single-handedly. The Washington game you're looking at. There were so many situations where this team had nothing going offensively. Jaden Daniels' deep ball that he's usually on point was just off this year for some reason. The receiving core, they didn't have a guy. Their defense would sometimes just get into a funk mid-game. And you'd look at three and be like, help me, please help me. And he would. I mean, you saw those stats, a thousand rushing yards, over 450 receiving yards and 11 touchdowns on the on just this season alone. He was incredible for this team and he's going to be missed so much. And tomorrow night, you're going to get to see what ASU football is going to look like next year, because for the most part, 
Um, most players that won't be here next year, with the exceptions of guys like Tyler Johnson, are opting out of the game. So you're going to see Jaden Daniels and Daniel Ngata, which is going to be the one-two next year. It seems like Herm's going to be coaching for his life essentially next year. Um, so I'm excited to see this team, what it's going to look like without Rashad White. And I can guarantee you that um, Sun Devil fans are not, go- are not going to be happy um, with three not on the field because I, Wisconsin has the best defense in the nation, and it's just going to be bad. It, it feels like three is the magic number today. Right? We got Buda Baker, Chris Paul, we talked DT, mm-hmm. uh, you had Rashad. Like, a, lot of, a lot of number threes having successful years in 2021. It's a good number. I mean, three is a good number. Third time's always a charm. Except for when it comes to attempts at championships in the year 2021 for Arizona sports teams. Well, we have four. four. The Rattlers. The Rattlers. We can't forget about the Rattlers. You know, they, 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 you know. Well, if you count U of A basketball, it's five. U of A women's basketball, it's Mm. five. There are five chances, right? I thought that was the fourth. No. Mercury, Suns, Uh, Rattlers, and women's basketball. Oh, okay. I miscounted. I I threw in an extra chance. Cardinals, but that'll be in 2022. So Espo being positive. Well, look at that. I don't know I what to do with weird. that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I counter your Sun Devils with the number two overall highlight of the year, my Arizona women's basketball team. Arizona Baptiste back in. McDonald. McDonald quickly into the front court. She wants to go, and that's why. Through the lane, McDonald stops on a dime, banks it in, and the foul. Here she comes off a Yanny screen. A great look. It's good. It's a one-point game. Oh God, it hurts so much when they lose <laughs> by one in the national championship game. It's no different than Paxson, and it's no different than uh, Santonio Holmes in the corner of the end zone. It's just, uh, I'd rather just get blown out. And that's what that's what made me feel. Uh, you know, I could reflect on the season for the Suns and feel okay about the way things worked out. Yes, they were up 2-0, but Giannis was on another level mm-hmm. in those four games like okay candace parker and company um with the chicago sky i still feel like the the merc had a chance there but they played sloppy and chicago beat them like but they pulled away late yeah. right this one oh crushing just right there right there See, seriously i can't eat greek yogurt because i'm so mad about the sun's Championship in Giannis, oh my still, God. right? Like, so full of it, I swear. Like, I can't, I can't watch Full House with John Stamos. I'm so angry. Oh, <laughs> boy, like, I just. But I you watch Seinfeld? No, I won't. Oh, okay, all right. My brain has blocked out the finals. Like, I literally, when people are like, Giannis was incredible. I'm like, yeah, I remember that he was, but I don't remember anything. Like, I just, I, it's gone. I remember those first two games. It was great. I don't know what happened after. It, I, COVID canceled, yeah, it, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, but Leah, if, if, if the Coyotes made it to the, to the finals, I think you'd remember every play of that, so of that final. the Coyotes' last successful season was 2012 when they made it to the Western Conference Finals, and I still remember everything about yeah, that. I, that was nine years ago. Yeah, that was exactly. the Kings, right? Yes, they yeah. lost oh to the Kings. Oh, my God. I still was expecting Lee to go. I was nine then, and I remember everything. I was 16. I mean, sometimes you just got to enjoy the moment. You got to enjoy the I moment. Enjoyed it was the fun. Moment. No, like I'm all these all these it. runs were so fun. Like even in the losses, they were so much fun. Yeah. Yes. I'm not saying I didn't enjoy it. I'm saying it was it was so in, emotionally intense that my brain has it it doesn't remember anything. But I think that's the coolest thing about sports is mm-hmm. that you can feel that way. Like yeah. that something yeah. outside of yourself can like allow you to feel those emotions. Yeah. It's crazy. It's that, such a cool feeling. That's what the Suns run did. I mean, we were coming out of 
not seeing people. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I think back to that and like those finals were the first time a lot of us actually ventured out because we had just gotten a second dose of the vaccine. It was like, okay, I feel a little bit more comfortable to be yeah. in these major crowds through that playoff run. And so it felt even more because of that, right? Like you felt like, yeah. wow, I'm back in my community. I'm back yeah. a part of something that meant so damn much to me. And, and it's finally really back. Yeah. Like it's, it's great to, to do it online, obviously, but just being in that, in mm -hmm. that moment and feeling that energy, you're right. There's nothing like that. That sports is the common language that it doesn't matter. You know, any of the factors that tear us so much apart right now, sports, when you're in that arena, you know, 18,000 strong and you're one voice. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing like and that's that the one thing about PHNX is we talked about it a million times is that, you know, we're, we're, we're here to build a community of sports fans. Like, and this is the one area where, you know what, your, your biases aside or your politics or whatever you believe in, like we can all root for the same team. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's, that's the beauty of sports, you know, even, is that even in the losses, I remember yeah. game five, I went to the game and I went to meet my friends at a bar and I made one of my best friends that was bartending that night because I was so enveloped <laughs> in these sad emotions because they had just gone down three, one Tommy. I love you, man. <laughs> there you go. Rock bar for life. <laughs> well, before we get to the team of the year, um, we are going to announce the player of the year. And uh, selfishly, I was the one that picked this and the team. Hey. A huge, a huge uh, voting group put yes, together this yes. scientifically. Spoiler: yes, yes. It's well, not the Coyotes. Uh, I know yes, everyone yes, is shocked. I know, <laughs> I know, I know. I, we we do have an honorable mention, uh, and it is the what well, is this the player? No, oh, no, no. Okay, uh, <laughs> we do have an honorable mention in terms of uh, a moment of the year, and that would be the Coyotes' seven straight games against the Blues. Yes, uh, but uh, nobody cares about that anymore. Our <laughs> hey, player of the year. Our player of the year is Chris Paul. He is our player of the year. Sorry, I choked on my own. <laughs> He's so, so, so emotional. I'm so glad that I didn't know who your player of the year was, but it aligned with the son of the year because that would have been really bad if we weren't on the same page. Yeah, well, I was going to pick Devin Booker just to spite you, but I, <laughs> I, chose, I chose otherwise. Chris Paul, obviously the biggest impact of any team um, here in the Valley. Uh, you could go with anybody from the Mercury, maybe DT or, or, or Griner, but uh, in terms of a single impact player who took a who took a franchise that was you know really reveling in mediocrity mm -hmm. um, all the way to the NBA Finals, it was it was quite the feat. Ari McDonald was pretty close because of what she did for the for an Arizona women's basketball program that had never been past the Sweet Sixteen and hadn't yeah. been to the Sweet Sixteen since like. I think it was like uh, two, uh, 1996 when their own head coach, uh, coach Adia Barnes, was there. But Chris Paul, for the Valley's original franchise, I just thought on a much bigger scale, um, it meant more to the, uh, to the state of Arizona. So Chris Paul is our player. I wish year. there was a plus minus for technicals. Like how many he's made other players get compared to oh, how many he's right? <laughs> yeah. he would be lead. high in the Pat plus. Bev. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Any, any dispute about that, if there's anybody else you would like to throw in, who would it be and why? I, 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 we've never seen anything like this. I mean, yeah. I, I don't think it's close. I think, as you said, it, it's the pure uplifting of a franchise, like truly by one player. Um, and you see what he does, does to other franchises, their win-loss compared to the year that the year after he joins. It's incredible. I don't think it's close. I think it's Chris Paul. Yeah. No, I agree. It has to be. 
you know, I could, I could see where maybe you could make a slight argument that DeAndre Ayton in this calendar year, taking the giant leap, mm-hmm. having the huge playoffs, uh, even though he didn't get his extension, coming in and being a professional and not losing his crap on everybody, you know, and then and play, playing well into this season and at an all-star level, that you might be able to, to make that argument. But that's if you don't look at the cultural impact that Chris Paul mm-hmm. had on changing things. If you're just looking at, at stats and, and on the court or on the field, that would be the only one that I might be able to make an argument for, but it would be a weak argument compared to Chris Paul. I agree. I agree. And ironically, Chris Paul leads us into our team of the year, which is uh, three different ones. This says Phoenix Suns, but it's not just Phoenix Suns. We actually made it the Phoenix Suns, the Arizona women's basketball team, and the Phoenix Mercury for all getting to their respective championships. We throw the Rattlers in there, mm-hmm. uh, but we don't have a Rattlers podcast. So <laughs> we'll just go ahead and talk about wow, these basketball. Three. Yes. Great year yeah. for basketball yeah. in Arizona. It was, it's all, it's the winner. It was clearly basketball, basketball this, this year. Awesome. Yeah, for yeah. sure. The basketball fans in, in this state were treated to something that, uh, that rarely is seen without how good, uh, you know, everybody played. I think it was the last time an NBA and a WNBA team, in the same city, made the finals in their respective leagues was 2004. So it's not not something that happens a lot. The Lakers and LA, Sparks. Lakers and Sparks. So, so look, uh, you know, it, it was a hell of a run. Hopefully, uh, you know, the Suns have started off well. Hopefully, mm-hmm. that continues. Uh, Merck, uh, you know, looking for a coach, but but seemed to uh, seem to have the talent. And obviously, U of A ranked fourth right now. You make it in, in both, and they're in the top ten in both men's and women's basketball, yeah. which is. Oof. And I know, and I know we touched on this earlier, but Sorry, Shane. for they're so good, I'm so scared. <laughs> I know we touched on this earlier, but to see two of three of those teams like be women's teams, and to see mm. not just sports fans rally behind them, but all the other teams to mm. see how the Suns yeah. supported the Mercury on their run, like it's just so great to see um, the support for women's sports because they deserve it, not just when they're making it to the finals, but all the time. So just to see that this year for me was a highlight. I agree. Um, it, it was just it was just so much fun, and that's what that's what sports is all about. These teams all gave us a lot of fun. And before we wrap this up, obviously we're going to get to our number one play of the year. And I, I, before we play this, I just feel like this is one of those moments where you remember where you're at, you remember what you were doing, and you remember the feeling that you had when you watched this single moment. And this will forever go down as one of not only the iconic moments in Arizona sports history, but uh, definitely, definitely in when you start to play like the top plays of all time in Arizona sports, this is going to be right at the top. Also the name, it's yeah. just, it's yeah. just beautiful. Perfect. The Valley Oop. Let's go. Crowder looking, throws it. Alley. Oh, Aiden puts it down. He puts it down. Oh, man. I just, I mean, Espo, you know, we did a podcast right after that. And we were all like kind of not only excited, but also shocked. Like what just happened here? Granted, the referees gave us like 85,000 minutes to kind of reflect over it because they kept reviewing it a million times. But the vibe was immaculate. You look at it and the angle. You didn't see it in that shot, but the angle that Jay Crowder had to make that pass at from the baseline. The fact that Monty knew that that wouldn't be called a goaltending mm-hmm. because in an inbounds, that's not so possible. Uh, Devin Booker setting the screen that frees 
Aiton up to it to time that jump appropriately, and Aiton timing that jump as immaculately as he did to finish it. That encapsulated what made the Suns so special. It was everybody working together, right? That was why that run was magical. It's why they were good, and that one play showcased all of it. And 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 the wow factor. I mean, it is to win a game, you know, an, an inbound alley oop. They're trailing, and and they pull that off. And yes, it's always great when you have a, a catchy name to go along with it as well. The angles kept getting better and better. I remember they showed the first replay, and you're like, oh my god, how did it even get there? And then you saw the on social after it, there was another angle from the side and then there was the one from behind and you're like oh my <laughs> god what a perfect pass and my my dad i was watching with my dad my dad was being espo because he immediately said there no that's not going to count i'm like no the cylinder it's not in play because oh i knew god. that too i was like it's not in play that, that this is going to count and especially that clippers team i mean it was just oh it was perfect it was the perfect phoenix suns moment at that time it was amazing from a u of a grad <laughs> not grad <laughs> Just player. Sorry. <laughs> Bear down. Maybe someday you'll be a grad. <laughs> Leah, were you watching the game at that time? What, what was going on with um, you? I believe I was at Zips, which is where I watched pretty much every Suns playoff game this year, except I did go to one. So, but I, yeah, I just like, well, like we said, the community aspect, just being with everybody and the feeling like you watched it on the court just now, how everyone reacted, how everyone ran, mm-hmm. like that feeling, but just in a bar, that feeling of just elation mm-hmm. and like what is happening mm-hmm. and, you know, going on social media and seeing all the angles. There, there's That was just insane. To me. You, the only disappointment I have about that is that I had the option to go to either game one or game two of the Western Conference Finals. I went to game one. I got to see Dre- Devin Booker drop like 41, <laughs> which was cool. But damn, I wish I was there for the value. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been so are you, awesome. Are you guys... Uh, get up and run around guys when something like that happens because i you have to be i, I am get up but I, I don't run around i i got up and i sprint i did like three laps like a dog around <laughs> my house. the last time i ever i got up and did anything like that was when the the packers were playing the cardinals in the playoffs and um michael adams blitzed off the corner and fumbled into the arms of Carlos Dansby. Mm-hmm. And I had a bunch of Packers fans. I was living on base at the time. I had a bunch of Packers fans that lived in my area. And I ran out the door <laughs> and I was like, fuck you. Yeah. Like, I was so pumped. That's the last time I ran out. I, I, was, I was there and I had watched the game by myself for all but that final play. My wife was driving home with my daughter, listening to the game on the radio left the car in the middle of the street to get my daughter in in time for the final play and i got to watch it with her and her and i went nuts Aww. and that that's was awesome. so, I, so that fun. made that moment really even more special and a know? meme came out of it the Stephen a smith reaction yes Stephen a <laughs> and uh and michael yeah. wilbo yeah. Yeah. yeah that Jaws was incredible spectacular <laughs> incredible Absolutely. Well, that was great uh, rehashing 2021 with you folks. It was, uh, it was fun. fun. Yeah, it was fun. Um, you know, c- catch us on PHNX at gophnx.com. Uh, please become a member. Join our family. We have a bunch of deals and specials for all, all our members. We got great content from everybody from Craig Morgan uh, to G- Gerald Bourget with our sons and, um, you know, and all the other writers, Johnny Venerable and such. Uh, they do a tremendous job covering Johnny, and Johnny yeah, uh, covering all, all the teams. Uh, and then join us on Apple, 
Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast, please love us or like us. I always like to say love. <laughs> like us, subscribe to us, and give like us a five star stones. rating on it. Uh, the motherfucking love button. Yeah, the love button. Like it, love if there's it, a heart, love have it. it. There you go. Fucking to Saul Psyche. Please love us. Please love us. I need hugs. Um, no, that's not true. <laughs> no, no, I actually hate physical touch. You know? I always kick Espo every time he gets close to me. So, uh, But for, for all of us, here at PHNX. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for joining us in 2021 as we launched this brand new company, which has been fantastic. And we've we've appreciated all the love, the merch, um, the support in the, the Arizona community. You can see our billboards around downtown now. Yeah. That's even cooler. <laughs> um, so yeah, thank you to the fans and all the support. Until next time on the Phoenix Sports Podcast. Bye-bye. Peace.